Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. We're two black girls invading the messiest reality dating shows on earth. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And this season, we're recapping Lifetime TV's hit show, Married at First Sight in Nashville. Married at First Sight (laughs) is a full-on hot mess of a social experiment. Each week on our podcast, we recap the latest episode and dissect the trials and tribulations these five newly married couples are going through, while also dissecting relevant dating, marriage, and relationship topics. And after five years deep in Bachelor Nation, we're now diving into the Married at First Sight universe. So come join us. Listen to us on all podcast platforms every Thursday and join our amazing community on Patreon at patreon.com slash twoblackgirlsfunnels. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. This week's episode of the Quick Stop F1 podcast is sponsored by Fanatics, the official F1 store partner, bringing you all the official gums from Mercedes, McLaren, Red Bull, Ferrari, all of them, man. We even got posters, merchandise. I mean, look, it's got the lot. All you've got to do is use our affiliate link, which we will leave in the description below. And now it's time for the episode. Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Nyasha and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Joining me as ever is this idiot. Stop it. <laughs> I can't. Money maker like some money. <laughs> no, I got it. If you want to go and get it, stand next to the money. Stand. Hey, hey, hey. I, I said, we the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name yeah. is Sandy. <laughs> And you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. And for that, welcome. There you go. There you go. Right. I can't say any more. Thank you so much, Danny. Uh, how are you doing? I'm all right. You know, I'm all right. Chilling, yeah, killing. Good. I'm glad. Um, lovely weekend of F1 racing uh, in Australia. Yeah. I feel like both of us didn't watch it at the time it was recorded or no, that's how it happened. But what? What? I was texting in the club. Yeah, you were. No, I was tweeting in the club because I was in Shoreditch. And um, I was like, oh, you know, I'm getting the taxi home now, which I was. Yeah. Got in a shower, took your, you and Trayvon's advice, you guys were like, get a cup of tea. Yeah. Get a shower, we'll get in bed. I got in bed. <laughs> and what was off putting, what was like sending my head west was it was dark outside, but I was seeing it's light outside. Yeah. Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I fell asleep apart, but. Good race. Good race. And look, it's, it's not <laughs> nice about... Welcome, exactly. And it's not about whether I watched it, whether you watched it. We have all these people at home, but we have a guest with us today on our second time joining us on the show. <laughs> look, he's a big, big, you know, football journalist. Big, you big uh, football, football pundit. Bloody hell, my you know what I'm saying? Hell. They are podcasters <laughs> out here changing the game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's a, we're paupers in this team compared to our oh, guests. Shut up, man. <laughs> shut up. What do you mean? Shut uh, up. I know. Really happy to have you back on the show. Welcome, Anita. How are you doing, man? Yeah, Jane. I'm so happy to be back. I've missed you guys. I've missed yeah. you guys so much. We've been at. I'm so mad as well because, like, it was almost this time last year. We had Anita, except it was yeah. the time, weren't it? 
It was. It was around the time of the uh, the Austria races last year. Mm. So uh, I felt like we were in the mud then. And uh, welcome back. <laughs> back. Yeah. Why, why didn't you guys get me your Jury Brazil fam? I didn't mean that mud with Austria. Boy. Yeah, for Brazil, um, we're actually planning on getting the Pope in. Yeah. She gets some strong prayer going. We're going to get some real, real prayers. Brazil is a very holy, holy week. Yeah, for- we need that. But I look, um, Anita, um, I guess it, when we first spoke to you, um, you were, am I right? Last year was your first F1 season, I guess, following a whole season, right? Yeah. Um, so obviously we've gone through, you know, your first season and we're now we're into this one. How, I guess, how are you feeling about this season in general? Uh, you know, I guess with the changes and the pace of, uh, Mercedes and Ferrari and all this change that's kind of happened. I guess as a relatively new fan, but someone in their second season. I guess how you how you feeling about F one right now? You know what? Um, I feel okay, but it's not even about the changes. None of that is exciting to me. The excitement is just watching Max Verstappen kind of capitulate a little bit, like kind of come down that pecking order. That's the <laughs> excitement for me right now. Yeah. Like. This is my first time watching it, you know, for the whole season, but yeah. I've always seen my dad and I'm just passing through with my dad and my dad will be always cursing at Verstappen, <laughs> but he'll always end up happy at the end of it. At the end of last season, my dad was not a happy bunny. My dad was livid. I was sick up in my bed and I was livid as well. So now this season is the season for vengeance. Yes. Whether Lewis has a car or not, <laughs> I will be avenged. I love it. There's a payback time. <laughs> it is. It is payback time. Isn't it? <laughs> Look, and um, I think that was the funniest thing. Obviously, I, I missed the race, so I normally would like live tweet during the race, and you know, I just woke up to a bunch of notifications like, "Wake up, everyone! Wake up! Wake up! The prayers have been answered." <laughs> Like, you know that? what? I was actually shout out um Mary. I was in a space with her mm-hmm. at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. And she kept trying, Tandy, come come talk. Tandy, we're not gonna talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I was listening and I, I really enjoyed that space. So shout out Mary for inviting me. Okay, I wasn't I, I don't talk between the hours of four and ten o'clock. It's hard enough getting her to talk on this podcast, guys. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, four o'clock in the morning is <laughs> not going to happen. Um, but no, I hear it. And look, we had a interesting weekend. You know what, yeah? We're saying off air. I think this was the first race in the daytime since Brazil. So every race since Brazil has been a night race. So it was actually even a bit mad looking at it like oh wow this is i mean dubai is a dusk till evening race so it kind of starts mm-hmm. out sunset but it ends up at, at night no did you not check the drivers checking their mirrors because the sun was just the visors they kept having to adjust their vi- get the new visors in from the helmet so very weird race in terms of just it being daytime and it being at our center clock in the morning but i guess um let's just get straight into it uh i want to talk about let's talk about in general are we looking at some ferrari dominance and leclerc dominance right now because we go into the race 
And Charles Leclerc is the winner of the Australian Grand Prix. Um, he got pole position, he got fastest lap, and he led every single lap easily. Um, and can we also say he's the first Ferrari to do it since Kimi? Uh, that's that's actually incorrect. But I like is it's since Fernando. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was Kimmy. No, they mentioned it. I just wa- I literally just watched the race about two hours ago. So that's what it was. Fernando Alonso. I promise. I promise. Okay. I also got on here with the stat man last week, so I've I've, I've caught it. I've caught uh, the bug. Since somebody else. <laughs> since, since, since it's somebody a long time. <laughs> The first one to have done it for a while, okay? Yes, yes, for sure, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, so no, I mean it's good. I mean, like this kid is clearly favourite for the championship right now. Anita, how? Do, what are your thoughts on Charles Leclerc and and Ferrari? Do you ever? I guess obviously we know Lewis is probably, you know, not probably Lewis is your favourite and, you know, you follow Mercedes and Lewis, but um, what are your thoughts on Charles and I guess the job that he's done this season? I mean, he's he's exceeded my expectations. I won't lie to you. Um, at the beginning of the season, everyone was talking about whether he'd be able to kind of match Carlos Sainz, whether Carlos Sainz would be the better driver, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just sitting there in the sidelines thinking, from what I've seen, I think Charles can do it. Do you know when you're, when you're talking amongst F1 experts, yeah, and you just want to be yeah. like, so from what I've seen, I think Charles might be able to do it. And they're just like, what do you know, man? And I'm just like, okay, no problem. So, <laughs> you know, he's exceeded my expectations. I did think Ferrari had the fastest car, but for the longest, I'm not going to lie to you, even up until um, the Bahrain, um, the actual race of Bahrain, I thought Mercedes were sandbagging it. Yeah. Up until the race, up until the race. So yeah. I was hoping that maybe even George Russell will pull something out of the bag and we'd see that kind of dominance there. But I know Tandy's probably probably screwing a little bit. I watched an episode and she was just like, I don't trust this guy. Like, I don't trust <laughs> now, Anita. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. I had to come on here and I had to clarify what. I said, <laughs> misquoting me. I just said, what? I can understand why people might not trust him. Nyasha asked me, why would people not trust him? Why, you, Tandy, why would people not trust him? Not, why do you not trust him, okay? But I was actually. No, gonna... you see, see how scarred she is from the pamming she got. Oh, <laughs> the PTSD from the. Sp- <laughs> oh, my God. Oh God! No, I remember watching it, and I was just like, "He's being dragged by a crowd." That—that <laughs> that was me. Okay, the meme pages got hold of it. The Instagram pages got hold of it, and I didn't actually get a, you know. But I was thinking this as I was setting up for today's show that I do have to address my statements about George Russell, and I'm pretty sure you just want to know where I'm at with him. Oh, where, where are you at, Tandy, with George Russell? Tell us, please. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I like George. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Oh, sorry, listeners. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Got no sound effects today, so uh, like I'm afraid that I might even put this in after. Now I've got time. We're recording in plenty of time. So I might just insert some kind of sound effect in there. But Tandy, what's 
what's done it what has changed tanny from okay for those who know me yeah i'm a very reserved woman <laughs> i'm a very reserved woman and um i don't like to allow people to just get there like you we can't just be uh you know what I mean yeah, yeah yeah so it took me some time and i have never been a person mm. who likes to admit <laughs> defeat yeah not defeat though because we are all team LH. we're all team LH, team mercedes yeah so don't turn against me um but yeah maybe i was wrong oh wow oh wow wow <laughs> you know what I, there's no sound effects but i'm just gonna I'm done. <laughs> Maybe I was wrong. Um, he's excellent, isn't he? He's a good lad. He's a good lad. Um, good lad. Good race mate, teammate. The banter's flowing. Plays. It's not even like a. At the moment, obviously, it's not really a second driver dynamic. It's literally just teammates just trying to gather them points. And he's doing absolutely amazing. I, I can't fault the lad. I can't fault him. There you go. And and look, yeah. thank you, Tandy, for that. Um, that is beautiful. And look, it's good. It, when we had look, when we had that conversation, I think it was with Aldous, wasn't it? And it was oh God, I think it was after it was literally like France last year, maybe. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. It was, it, France, yeah. It was. Um so it was, it was you know we I don't think he'd even had the Belgian podium, I guess, at that point. So we couldn't even we didn't even have that kind of metric to go by and all those things so i think it was for, look again and as well you're you weren't alone in saying the things you've said about george russell and there are still people who've got reservations about george and i think especially because anita what i you know, i guess i'll come to you on this again as someone who you know uh fairly new to sport new to the sport um i guess you can't have escaped i guess the british kind of uh People talk about British bias for Hamilton, but I guess mm. we're, we're starting to notice the way that things are reported with George and the excitement for George. You know, they're hyping up that he's second in the championship and he's beating <laughs> Lewis in two out of three races. And like, you know, the way that they question George after the yeah. race, you know, you're already beating Lewis. How does that feel? And, but, you know, how how do you judge George's kind of, I guess, character whilst dealing with, with all that? Because, you know, I think it's been impressive. It's been yes i agree it's been impressive it's kind of expected though like everyone's kind of like bigging him up for it but i expect that from teammates you get like if if people are trying to stir the narrative we all know what comes of being lewis hamilton's teammate the narrative is going to get stirred people are going to pick at little things even in the australia race when they were talking about lewis hamilton um saying you're putting me in a very difficult position and already they're talking about he wants to overtake russell when it wasn't even a case you know and it's just down to george to kind of i don't i don't want to bring politics into it but be that kind of ally to lewis hamilton and make sure that the media are not trying to put a narrative on there. Like at the beginning of the season, I think he had an interview. I don't know, was it with GQ or something? He had an interview. Yeah. Talking yeah, about he had a GQ spread. Yeah. yeah. Talking about being Lewis's teammate and mm. talking about how the narrative's gonna be set, blah blah blah, but that's not the case. And I appreciate all of that. I'm not gonna lie to you. He's he's handled things tremendously, but 
it's only a, f- a few races you know when it <laughs> when it when australia and when a situation like australia happens again and lewis is faster who knows if the narrative changes you know so but for as for now it's, it's been impressive it's gorgeous to see as well because there's been so many pictures out recently um on twitter of Lewis as a young driver George is literally a little baby looking up to him and then you're seeing all these clips of him banter and George is such as you said an ally to him but at the same time it's a friendship it's mutual respect and he's so well media trained that's it whether it's intentional maybe the lad's just been raised correctly but he's so well media trained his PR is fantastic so shout out George Shout out to George indeed. Um, I think it's interesting as well. There's one thing I just wanted to know in that Mercedes struggles. Okay. We know that Mercedes are struggling with the car in practice. You know, that car would just look so far off the pace. I think they were 11th and 13th after FP2 potentially. Um, and as, uh, what was what Lewis came out with after qualifying when he qualified ahead of ahead of George was that he was carrying 1.5 extra kg of weight to help with the porpoising which doesn't get talked about right because he's, he's got a heavier car should theoretically be slower he still put the time on George and then in the race he is a basically ahead of Sergio Perez. Perez gets ahead of him again, but Lewis is about to overtake him. And then the safety car happens uh-huh. and that allows George to have that position in the end. Now, you know, safety cars happen, these things happen, but you know, it is the second time in two, second race in a row that Lewis has been done over by the safety car. And it's just, it's funny to see people run with, and it's quite similar to the narrative. I think people ran with Carlos Sainz and Leclerc last year in that there were circumstances why Leclerc didn't beat Carlos Sainz over the seasons in terms of reliability and stuff like that. And there's reasons why George is winning at the moment, but they're happy to not say that. And they're happy to kind of push this agenda to kind of put Hamilton down. I think it's just important for people to to be aware of that. Otherwise, you know, um, they could get swept up in in uh, in narratives which which are not, let's say, all necessarily true. I guess mm. is is where I'd go from there. Um, you know what? Let's just get into it because I think we can cover the race by doing our stars and donkeys. So <laughs> uh, let's start with star of the day, um, Tandy. Who is your star of the day? Um. Albin. Yeah. Rightfully is, isn't it? Albin. Alex Albin. 57 laps on one tyre. Salvin in that 10th position while starting from last. Yeah. And having 57 lap old tyres and still putting personal bests. Yeah. Yeah. Well deserved. Uh, Yeah. I mean... um, Fair play to Williams. Every interview, I think he really wanted to emphasize that they did not expect to finish anywhere above 19th. Um, and he's managed to bring that home in 10th. Um, do you rate Alex Albon, Anita? Is he? I've always liked him. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's so adorable. He is <laughs> so cute. I've always liked him. He's just 
he's that little boy that you want to be your little brother. Like if he's getting bullied in the playground, you want to go help him. You want to go protect him. I, I love him. He's adorable. But just touching on what um, Tandy said, like 57 laps on one tire. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was thinking, yo, these people are mad. Like when's he coming in? These are like Lewis Hamilton stuff. Bro. Little Alvin. <laughs> Bro, I, I was... I was perplexed. Um, was it Lance Stroll that went in um for the first um for the first safety car, and then he pitted, and then he went to a mediums, and he went back on hards in the next lap, thinking that he did something there. I'm thinking, look at your age, mate. Look at look at Alvon. Yeah, <laughs> why did, why couldn't you do what he did? We're gonna can we can we talk about um Lance Stroll today and Latifi, please? Don't it's, worry, I really look. Really want to yeah. have a just we've a got, brief discussion. We've got a donkey of the day section. And, and I it think... can go to three people. I'm going to tell you that for free. That donkey of the day can go to three people. <clears throat> but Alex Albon, he really exceeded my expectations. I was thinking there's going to be a point where one of his tires is just going to give in on him. And it didn't. His tire management was great. And just kudos to him, isn't it? Like, have, hasn't, um, what's his name? Jos Capito. He's tried something like this before, hasn't he? Um, even leaving cars out for for way too long, and then it just doesn't bang. Yeah, I mean, look, it's one of those strategies that either it either works well as it has with Albon, or it can just get disastrous and people just start overtaking you. And and you know, but Alex Albon said himself that he was uh, the first few laps because he was at the back. Uh, the first few laps he was able to just tire manage and then once it got to like the last 25 laps or so he was able to basically do qualifying laps every lap and that's where you were seeing the personal personal bests and that's what allowed him to kind of stay ahead and then obviously once he made that pit stop he'd made enough of a gap to Joe Guan Yu uh, to come back out in 10th and uh, I mean yeah for him to have a, a pit stop's worth of gap from uh, I think pitting from 7th 6th or 7th uh, back to back to 10th is is incredible and you know as someone i don't really want to rate him too much because he's still got the red bull logo all <laughs> over the thing and like but he almost wasn't gonna get the seat as well was he like almost what um he really wasn't gonna get the seat no ignore red bull yeah no um but you know what they've done you know what he is proof that it, when you treat people well Mm. they will treat you well back and obviously he he's a lovely guy and red bull love him and jeremy you, know you know what he reminds me of it reminds me of when you know when your little siblings like friends come over and they're too sure you're like oh yes alex you're good oh yeah I'm good. yeah <laughs> like, oh do you want anything yeah, to eat yeah. but no mom, <laughs> my house thank you like, oh yeah, yeah. And you're like yeah, thank you. Wait, no, he's fine. He's fine. Uh, it's fine. Don't just some crisps. No, it's okay. Crisp. <laughs> I'm all right, I'm all right. Don't worry. That's um, so cute. That is so cute. Oh uh, no, I actually just deep how cute Alex Albert actually is. <laughs> no, he, he's he's a cute. He bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Um, he's got. His, his, did he dye his hair red as well? I don't know. I don't know if that uh, was a bit of but he looks. He looks. Uh, uh, he just he I wouldn't I don't even want to slander him because I just feel like I it would just you just give me those little puppy dog eyes and I'd be like oh bro I'm, I'm, nah, I'm not gonna lie the red hair what was that <laughs> you gotta slap your child for that one nah <laughs> it wasn't great it wasn't great um but uh um but uh yeah Alex Alvin well done um he did well 
I'll give him that. I don't, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that he did. To be fair, yeah, just again, yeah, it, you know, well done. He qualified well as well, and then he got disqualified for them not having a fuel sample. So, like, he already had a three-place grid penalty, and then he got disqualified. So he could be forgiven for thinking that he would just have a bad weekend after that, but he mm. brought it back incredibly. Well done to Alex. Um, Ania, star of the day. Oh, God. So we've already spoken about Alex. Who who else is a star? <laughs> uh, I, I saw Lance Stroll actually take an effort this weekend. I'm not putting Lance Stroll in the front. Are you no, no, I, can't, I just said I saw him make an effort, okay? Everybody <laughs> said we're giving him a crown. Nobody said we're going to knight him. Relax, okay? I just oh. want to make that clear, okay? Uh, okay, let's have a look at. Uh, I'm trying to think who actually did well. Like, I was really tired watching the race. Like, Lewis, Lewis had a good start, but lost lost position. Um, uh, what about not his fault? But you got the McLaren's. the McLarens, Landon Norris. No, no. Why not? No. I'm gonna have to challenge you on this. Like, why? You're gonna have to give me reasons why. Why? Why? Well, for me, it was nothing new. If yeah. I'm being honest with you. Bare minimum. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. They were celebrating the bare minimum. Mm. That was but, not. But their car yeah. was their car was like the, the one of the slowest cars two races ago, and now they're fifth and sixth. But they were they started ahead of both Mercedes. No, Lando started ahead of both Mercedes. <laughs> I finished behind them both. Holly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is, isn't this your? <laughs> By the way, can we just note that we're in man's yard? These are man's ends. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's talk about that bit first before we start. Okay, uh, shall we talk about why? Why is Daniel Ricciardo? You know, last time Anio, you came on here and you said, you know, is Lando Norris a bitch? Did she... <clears throat> That's what she asked. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. uh, because... I'm not gonna lie. I, yeah. I I I bet you any money, Lando watched that episode because since then, since then he went out. Look, he's he, been fighting. He, he wasn't. He was fighting, wasn't he? Um, Lando is not my problem. You know this personally. Oh no, I, I don't even want to talk about Lando. I want to talk about Ricardo because you're a big man. You're at your home Grand Prix. Yeah. Mm. Your teammate obviously is a bit slower and you know, maybe he has issues, but it's only the third race. Mm. Why isn't my man just overtaking Lando Norris there still? Mm. Home race, you know. I don't know if Danny's got I don't know if he's got the fight in him anymore, man. I think he's but your mates have come out. They've been like, Oh, like what are you doing this weekend? So that's the ice cream man. I was gonna say that... <laughs> <I was> thinking... <laughs> <laughs> What? Um your mates have, oh, what are you doing this week? Oh, you know, Danny's coming back, you know. Go yeah. on, lads. Go ahead, our hmm. lads. Crikey. All them. <laughs> Pardon? What? Just said crikey. <laughs> what a zinger. Get the Barbies out. Get the, worst accent. Get the Fosters out. And then it's like they all get slothled in the, in the, in the decks. Did you see their man do the bare minimum? He's, you know, he's he's happy, smiling, and you know, everyone, everyone, everyone loves his happy, happy, happy demeanor. You know, happy, happy guy, happy. I'm so sorry, but when I started watching F1 properly, I had high expectations for him. Such high expectations. I remember everyone telling me my dad was like, 
Danny Ricardo, yeah, we love him. And then I had such high expectations from him and I've seen nothing. He's giving me nothing. And he, he's oozing in pity and I don't like that. He needs to just take things by the balls and just, just, just be how he used to be when he was at Red Bull, you know, be ruthless. He looks like he's given up and I don't like it. I won't lie to you. I don't like it. He's, he's lovely. I would love to be his friend and do like wild excursions and get tattoos and stuff. Yeah, but you know what I mean, be one of the geezers with him and that. Yeah. He's too much honey, not enough badger. Do you know what I mean? Oof. Oof. That's a bar. That's a bar right there. Ay, ay, ay. Too mm. much honey, not enough. <laughs> now listen. That's called bars. That's called bars. <laughs> um, uh, um, look, look, in, you know, we're obviously being quite critical with Danny Ricardo. He did get a message to say to stay behind, but, um, you know. They only tell the losers. <laughs> Okay. First of all, only the losers <laughs> to do that. Uh, fair play. Do you? I, I mean, look. If it carries on that, Dan Ricardo doesn't match Lando Norris this year. Are we looking at next year being his last year in in Formula One potentially? I think Alpha and Romeo are hiring, aren't they? Um. No, they're not. <laughs> Wait, <did you laughs> Alpha Romeo. I'll take you. Um, <laughs> our boy Bottas is doing a good job, to be fair. He is, to be fair. So he, he's not going anywhere. And then they got Dripple Down, Show Guan Yu. So, and he's he's actually doing well. I love him. I love him. He's, I love him. That's my guy. The fashionista. His pistol go bang, bang, boom, boom. <laughs> um. Cool. Um, so, uh, I, so I was, I was still asking for driver today, and yeah. So um, ah, I thought we had skipped that. Part. Okay, you um, know what? That's fine. I mean, but that just says it all, doesn't it? Like that is Australian. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie to you yet. I've never rated this circuit. Like I always used to think when it was first in the champ- first race, I was always used to think this is a bad race to have first. They've made some changes to the track. Um, they tried to put four DRS zones in and then they've put, taken one DRS zone out. And like there was some racing, but and it was better, but it's like, it, it used to just be like the Australian version of Monaco. And, and now it's, you know, I guess a little bit better, but I, I don't think it's a great race in all honesty. Um, so I've, yeah, you know, but I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna give my drive of the day two. I'm gonna say uh, obviously Charles Leclerc I think is incredible. We've already spoken yeah. about Charles Leclerc. I'm gonna say a couple of things. One, I'm gonna give some props to Esteban Ocon, who uh, has been Alonso again obviously benefited from uh benefited from the safety car but uh i just think that he's doing well seventh in the alpine that's a good result bottas eighth in the alfa romeo i think that is you know he's thing is Bottas, yeah that's his level by doing and i think it it's hilarious that oh yeah this weekend was the first weekend after 103 grand prix he didn't get into q3 Mm -hmm. um and 
yeah yeah and uh you know when people used to you know people used to people always used to talk about his quality as lewis's teammate and you know he's a he's a he's an awful driver this that and the other and whenever we criticized him we weren't saying it was awful it was just that you know we needed more from him if you're going to be in the top two team as we're seeing from george but he's still a very decent driver and it's it's hilarious seeing the narrative change on him now and everyone's like oh he's so good look how you getting the most out of the car and yeah it's just you know it's just it's just funny to see but yeah, my drive of the day. Man, I this race was believe. a bit. This I race can't was a believe. bit. <laughs> Yo, this race, guys. You know what? I'm going to. It sounds really bad, but I'm just going to say, I am going to say Lando Norris because I think, end of the day, it's an improved performance from McLaren. That's good. Fifth place. Yes, he started behind, but uh, yeah. What I will say is, you know what? Fuck it. Lewis did a really good job. Oh my gosh. Blink he did a really good job. Pardon? Lando paying you. I just. No one's paid me. Okay. <laughs> but you I do want to think. I feel like if you're going to give it to anyone other than Albon. But then you should Checo's give it to a Checo's a shout. Checo's a shout, but Checo. I think he's a shout. He's a shout. He whisper it before if you hear it in the mic. Oh, I didn't hear it. Didn't, we didn't <laughs> that was when you don't really want to say it, but I didn't really want to give it to Checo. But look, Checo did well. And look, he is performing a lot better this season. Mm-hmm. Um they almost look they never really celebrate his 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 his, his accomplishments. Oh. <laughs> right, right. Like, can we talk about this, right? <laughs> it's because Right. <laughs> Pardon? It's scripted. What's scripted? The whole Red Bull is scripted, so they always are expecting someone else to win. The other guy. So when Checo gets a little win, it's a bit like Yeah. And he, they're so disappointed. They're so disappointed. It's like, you know, sometimes you know, it's like when your girl's like, I've got you something special for your birthday, and then it's like laundry or some shit and it's like oh, I, don't, I don't want that i don't want that that's hey, what, but they don't want it i'm just saying they don't want it you you mean <laughs> you don't want this box of 56 reasons why i love you oh no i don't I, no i don't want the picture of me and you in a frame <laughs> i don't want that you don't want the bracelet no the, the matching bracelet with me what no 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 i don't want the little Sorry. the little heart pendant with your what? face in why? it i don't want that you're giving me things I don't want. That's what Checo is like. You know, in there's like that meme when he's like, "I choose, choose, choose you." To oh Red Bull. my god! And they, they 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 don't give a fuck about my guy. They I've him. never he's, heard a more depressing radio tentative that he's been to. I was yeah. like, uh, "What?" Because Starboy couldn't manage his bloody engine. Like, you're <laughs> you're sad. It sounded so bad. And then you look at the celebrations after. If Max is on that podium, you see Christian Horner, you see them pan into his face. Yeah. Christian Horner was doing post-interview quick. <laughs> he was doing it quick. Man. And I was like, wow, yeah. y'all really don't care about him, do you? Yeah, it's, giving, it's giving middle child, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah really is. Bless yeah. him. Bless Perez. Uh, I'm not adopting any more players, though. I can't, like, I can't uh, adopt uh, people. What's that? <laughs> can't adopt any more people into my family. no no we're not no, no <laughs> you're so, someone no. else's step yeah like, doing we honestly we'll donate, we'll donate some clothes yeah if you want a coat uh, 
We've got a coat to keep you warm. Got a coat. Same <laughs> G one though. Yeah. Got, got Georgia as the coat for you. <laughs> um, look, right, that's star of the day. Let's get into some slander. Donkey of the day. Actually, before we get into Donkey of the Day, I have to shout out some sponsors. And at this point, I am now going to insert the random advert that ACAST inserts so we can get some money. Thank you very much. See you after the break. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's Make that sure is. You do copper fanatics top though, guys, because someone's coming and you want to be styling. Do you know what I mean? Just, you know, what I mean? if you're, if you're going to go shop on F1 store anyway, just use that code. Like, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what I'm saying. That. I'm not if, saying that you have to go there and buy something, but. Have they, have they got bucket hats? They've got everything they've got, on there. Everything. They've got everything. mugs. No problem. Mugs. Mm-hmm. I've got some gifts to give to people. You know, like your cousin. I'll use your code. Birthday's coming up. He's mm. always got my Formula One. Your your little sister, you know, just get her a top. Mm. Ma- the missus. Get her like a cool one. Get his matching ones. She might just get you tickets. Yes. Pendant. Hopefully she doesn't get you a pendant. So, <laughs> um, donkey of the day. Who wants to go first? I feel like Anita's just been itching. Anita. Okay, before 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 we do it, right? Question: Was there anything wrong with Carlos Sainz's setup or his car? Did something change? Uh yes. Because I don't know. I didn't watch everything. So the only. The only thing that was wrong with Carlos Sainz's car this weekend was he had he got anti-stall at the start mm-hmm. and he puts that down to them having to change his steering wheel a minute before the race and it had different settings to what he had expected for the start and so when he did his start procedure went into anti-stall he lost places at the start and obviously from there he was trying to recover positions and obviously uh, that didn't work everything else is is on him basically uh, he just didn't seem mm. dialed into the car. So um So this was at the start of the race. What about during qualifying? That that's on he just never got in a good place with the car. That's on that's on him, I yeah. guess. That's on him. Sounds like a him problem, that one. Sounds like when your teammate is, is putting it on pole by two tenths hmm. of a second and uh you're in ninth. Ding it's... ding ding, do we have a loser? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, I think science is probably. I, I could have given it to Stroll. I thought Stroll had a weekend and a half. Like his weekend was, it was a wow. And when he crashed with Latifi, and then he was like, "Oh, Latifi, where are you going?" I'm thinking, "Do you own your mirrors?" Well, you, you, I don't even drive, but I know to look into my mirrors. I know to look. Into my mirrors. I don't care who's way you're trying to get out of. Your mirrors are there one and two. No. Wow. There. Look at no, this. Anita, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. Nah. You saw the Williams. Nah. And then it's like, do you know what? I feel like when Latifi's driving, right? <laughs> he's just, right? He's like, because I've been go-karting before. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. I've actually been go-karting before. So I know what it's like to be in that situation. So I feel like he, he gets to driving and he's like, oh, what should I eat tonight? Oh, oh my God. Did I leave the iron on? Did I leave my bed? Where's my birth certificate? And then he's just not even paying attention. That was Latifi's fault. 
I have looked over that clip too many times. That was the T fees, the loser's fault. Le, le primina, put him in a spliff and get him out of here. <laughs> out of here. His fault, 100%. I could not give a shit. Listen, Minaker, I don't care. It could be any of their faults because they're both clowns. Yeah, they're both I clowns. call them clowns. They yeah. are clowns. Mm. The pair of them, the second I saw it, I'm not going to lie, I blamed Latifi first. I was thinking, where's he going? I blamed him yeah. first. But then I'm just thinking, Lance, look in your mirrors, bro. Like yeah. you can clearly see he's coming. Look in your mirror. And it's just a reaction after. Latifi gave his usual, ah, oh, he touched me, blah, blah, blah. Like we always hear that, like it's fine. But Lance was cussing the teeth for you. And I'm thinking, Lance, take your own responsibility too, bro. Like, you're, you're a part to blame in this situation. And then getting a five-second penalty during the race, right? I, I've told you guys, I, I have not been in F1 for long. <laughs> but it's, it's just not common courtesy that like you just don't push someone off the circuit. Like, I... I don't, I don't know. I thought that was no, it's not. practice. No, it, it, look, he's he's got eight penalty points now. He's pretty <laughs> close to getting a race suspension at this point. Um, uh, yeah. Ah, Latif, uh, Stroll, it's enough. It is enough. It's actually I enough. It, I thought it was, do you know what? Like, this weekend was the first weekend that I kind of almost felt sorry for the lad. Just. Why? Hang it up, bro. Hang it up. <laughs> yeah. Like, hang it up. You and the Latifi, to be fair, both of you get out of here. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to... I, I, I will flabbergasted. I have nothing great to say about him. I mean, Latifi, whether we said everything that we could... Honestly, last week, I thought was the peak of what we could say about Latifi. And then we come into this weekend and I literally woke up open my eye and like literally five seconds later the crash happened and i was like what <laughs> one <horror. laughs> um but i sorry for people who don't know that reference that's just gonna sound so bad but um basically, basically a, a rapper in england who says that but he, he took a bit of a crackhead. But like, that's never here nor there. So, um, <laughs> they, um, so Latifi, yeah, I mean, look, it's burst because because he's so bad. We're in this situation, the same situation we were with George last year. It was like, how good is this Williams car? And, you know, how good are these drives that people are doing? Albon now. I said this at the beginning of the season. I said, if Album doesn't go in, I think some people are like, oh, Album's got his work cut out with Latifa. I said, bruv, if Album doesn't go in there and wipe the floor with this bum, then there's issues because mm-hmm. this guy is awful. Mm. He is awful. So for me, I don't know if there's much more to say. That incident, I mean, it's just a, a, it's such a bozo incident to happen, man. Like, you've... Latifi, you've you've let a guy through. You've slowed down to let a guy through. He's gone past you. You're trying to overtake him up the inside. Even in a race situation, trying to go up the inside there is a madness. But you've done it. Lance has so much history of not looking in his mirrors. I cannot describe to you. 
how many times this guy turns in on someone is actually enough i could probably make a compilation just off that the last two or three seasons alone of lance stroll turning into people on chorus i can clearly remember off the top of my head like two or three where he's just not looked in his mirrors again maybe he's just not expecting latifi to send it up there as well so there's so many factors in this two drivers who are just not top level drivers i guess um and it shows on incidents like that and the tv bro i think someone said there's six races in a row where he's had some <sighs> kind of incident or something or it's it... enough it's enough. <laughs> it's enough it's i mean i feel bad for williams this team are broke as well like they're not so like <laughs> you know what i mean it's you not said... even like you guys aren't terrible. You guys are terrible and broke. Do you know what I mean? Like, Damn. not only do you not have enough money to really develop this car anyway, but now you're going to have to spend all of the money fixing the cars I keep breaking. Yeah. And then in the race, I'm coming home last. Like, it's just, <gasps> it's enough. It's enough. You're bad. Um, Tandy, do you have a, a donkey of the day? Latifi. Latifi. <laughs> <laughs> um, Latifi. Um... Daniel oh, Rick do you know what's so bad? Anyway, so I'll just I, leave. I said Daniel Rick is just a disappointment anyway. I'll leave him. I feel like Yuki's been quite quiet. Not heard much from him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, he didn't finish last. He finished ahead of Alonso. Bless him. Um, but Alonso got done over by a safety car. So, um, yeah. The grass was getting a lot of people this weekend. Everyone was just the grass yeah well oh yeah we said carlos Sainz as well yeah carlos Sainz. i was, carlos Sainz. I was gonna say i forgot to mention why carlos Sainz yeah donkey. oops carlos Sainz has to be careful now that um he has to be careful it's three races in a row that he's been i would say outclassed by the claire pretty much and if he doesn't win a race soon he's just going to end up being their number two driver this season and you don't know how many chances you get in a car that can win the title you this they, they could be great this season it could go to shit next season you know mercedes could sort it out red bull could sort it out you know as Verstappen is realizing this shit comes around one time and it can go actually we cannot do this podcast Without talking about Red Bull power trades. Oh, shit. <laughs> my doggy of the day is going to go to Red Bull power trade. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I think I can uh, smell something funny. The car I can smell something funny. Something smells a bit off in the back of my car, bruv. Something's worried just keeps fucking itself. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that's a shame. Very interesting. That's a shame. Ooh. Oh, man. You know what, yeah? Have seen that video where he's like thinking about the olden days? They're the olden days. They're the old days. I mean, what? Oh, Max, Maximilian Verstappen. What's happened, bro? Not Maximilian, I'm dying. <laughs> What's happened, bro? Oh, no, not the engine again. Red Bull, yeah? <laughs> Red Bull. The thing is, yeah, what's hilarious? 
we talked about, you know, Christian coming out in the interviews. He's like, I'd rather fix a, a fast, unreliable car than a slow, reliable car. Well, oh my God. Well, that's why, man, like George Russell, PR63 is second in the championship. And your driver is currently like fifth or some shit mm-hmm. after three races. Two, two non finishes. Bro, it is hilarious. And let me tell you now, yeah. To all the haters out there, yeah, to all the haters out there, this weekend I said Charles is so clear with Max, it's it's ridiculous. Mm. And obviously, you know, the, so clear, so clear. Obviously, the Orange Army found that they found that. You know, that's fine. I'm with that. You know, can you can, <laughs> you can <laughs> shout mean, into the abyss? What's that, Candy? Button, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. We don't. We don't even read your comments. Don't even read the comments. But. I thought I'd go back and read the comments because, because I was like, you know what? Fuck it. What, what, what are these men having to say about it? And uh, underneath, I put, you know, as you guys have seen this now, but just so you know, I'm still praying on his downfall. And people are like, uh, how are you praying on that? Uh, uh, pray on Lewis being in sick for a... Well, well, well. The power of prayer. Let me tell well, you. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Let me tell you now, yeah. Let me tell you now, yeah. My God is an Almighty God, yeah. Amen. My God Amen. is an Almighty God, yeah. Amen. Let me tell because when you know what, sometimes when I pray, and when I pray with as much in my heart as I have done, and those prayers are answered, you have to think about who you guys are talking to when you're talking to us, yeah. Amen. Okay. Mm. So just remember that. Because if I've prayed for his downfall this season, and then two out of three races, all of a sudden the car's going kaput, then I'd I'd, I'd probably try and respect Quickstop F1 as a player. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Ania, won't he do it? Any race that has 57 or 58 laps, (laughs) my God will do it for me. (laughs) My God will do it for me. Any race. With 57 or 58 yeah. laps. Bahrain, you saw what happened. <laughs> you saw what happened. Yeah. Come to Australia, 58 laps. Hmm. You saw what happened. Wow. Any race, 57 <laughs> to 58 laps. Mm. My God will do it. Hmm. Oh, man. Hmm. Mm. Mark my words. Hmm. Mm. Mm. You know what? Mm. You know what? And, it, and the thing is, it couldn't happen to a nicer set of fans. Like, <laughs> honestly... You lot, and a big up to Max Verstappen fans who listen to this podcast. You lot are great. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, God love you. We appreciate you, man. You've got the strength strength of a thousand, man, because I I, I couldn't do it. No, but But, I feel like Max Verstappen fans who who, who listen to our podcast, big up you, because you can take a joke. You can take a joke. And you start taking life too seriously. Exactly. It's all bad. But the thing is, yeah, Verstappen fans, what you're realising now is, yeah, a lot of you, man, didn't even support Verstappen, yeah? It was anyone but Lewis. So that's why last season, you, man, were riding out. Because I've seen you, man, with the Seb profile pictures, with the 33 banners. I've seen you, man, who used to be repping, maybe you had Schumacher photos, but then you're repping Verstappen. You all just wanted Lewis out of the paint last year. So that's why you went hard and you were horrible about it. But the thing is now, you've hitched yourself to a wagon that's got 40 wheels. You've hitched yourself to a wagon that's being sinking ship. Sinking ship. But it's being drawn by a donkey. Mm. And and that donkey, its its hoofs are clapped. Mm. So that's why the whole thing's gone to shit. And Mm. I'm so happy. And honestly, 
I hope it happens for the rest of the season. I hope uh, every other race, there's just like a small incident of some sort you that you have to deal with. And I hope you lot... The donkey oh. you lot attached yourselves to was spray painted in gold. Dog. There you go. It spray painted. Oh. It went. It went. gold, but it you didn't take time to test it out. Deli. You know what? You know what? They got sold magic beans, bruv. Yeah, magic beans. Mm. That's what it was. That's what you got. You got sold magic beans, bruv. Instead of a instead of a beanstalk, all you man got is failure. <laughs> um. <laughs> you not bought those aliens. You remember them aliens when we were little kids? You were people who mm. bought aliens and actually believed that it was gonna make babies. You know what? Yeah, make babies love. It and never made them. You know what? They, you know what they got? They got the fake Tamagotchis, bruv. <laughs> They got you got the you got the rebo tamagotchis where after an hour it just kind of cut out your animals dead everything's done finished look well done rebel powertrains I hope all those people you poached from Mercedes <laughs> are working out for you we're not missing I'm them tamagotchi um, <laughs> so yeah big up uh big up rebel powertrains so yeah they're my donkey of the day mm. um I'm also gonna say British media. Stop trying to spin. British media. Stop trying to spin narratives, bro. Stop trying to Stop cook trying to... and flip and tumble the story, yeah? Yeah, it's okay. Everybody, it's all love. People are cool with each other. Everyone loves each other. In the back. Um, before we go, um, Anita. Hello. I wanted to ask you a question, actually. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to get you on a while ago because you posed a question on Twitter, which I just wanted to touch on. Am I in trouble? No, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) And I guess maybe, you know, we've all kind of moved on a little bit from it. But um, basically what you talked about was um, why, as a black F1 fan, Abu Dhabi kind of affected everyone in the way that it did, right? And there was a lot of discussion around that. I think it was a really good conversation point. I don't want to bring up Abu Dhabi again because we're all just trying to get over it and stuff. But I guess as a black woman come like being in this sport, um, and obviously as a black woman in football as well, I guess. Do you see any like do you see any parallels or are there like big differences in I guess how you support Formula One and how you support football. Maybe I've not worded that amazingly, but I just it'd just be cool to get like I guess comparisons and or or, or differences in in how you've been a fan of of either. Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> big question. Um, I'll put it this way: so being black and watching football is a struggle in itself, but over lockdown it was kind of like okay we're starting to understand where you're coming from we can see the abuse straight then and there like it's, it's all in your face for football now football there's so many no room for racism campaigns and it's like you cannot kind of dictate the narrative to football fans anymore if you're racist you're racist basically and if you were once racist and you started to realize that what you're doing is wrong you're changing your ways that that's what football is right now but Formula One is a whole different ball game. And it 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 shocked me to my core because my dad loves Formula One. He's a yeah. big F1 fan. And he used to support Verstappen. He, he always drilled in my head, Verstappen's gonna be next up, Verstappen this, Verstappen that. And I'm just like, okay, dad, no problem. And I was just giving like the thumbs up, like, I like Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> you know, like, but obviously my dad loves Lewis Hamilton as well, but he always said Verstappen being the next one up. But 
um going into this season my dad just just he was just like it just feels a bit off it feels weird I don't like the way they're portraying this fight between Lewis and Verstappen so I started paying close attention to it and no matter what had happened Lewis was always the villain yeah it 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 kind of shocked me a little bit even when Verstappen drove over his head right yeah that for me was the biggest eye-opener because I wanted to be oblivious to all of it. I wanted to say, you know what, maybe Silverstone, maybe Lewis could have left him a bit more room, you know. But after that, and I saw the reaction from fans, no one saw where Verstappen went wrong in that. And I'm just thinking, people, pundits were saying it's a racing incident. And I'm just thinking, like, why why is this narrative so strong in Formula One? It just, it just doesn't make any sense to me as to why Lewis has this perception or is perceived as some sort of villain, no matter what the incident is. The incident could be tiny. Then even when he um got done for, I think it was his wing or something, and it was it it, it was not it didn't meet FIA. Oh yeah, in Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it that you know Verstappen was painted as kind of not a hero, but he was painted as this guy? Thank you for bringing this up, type. Of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Pointing yeah. it out, even though you touched Lewis's car and you're yeah. not allowed to do that. Take a fifty thousand pound fine, but thank you anyway. Yeah. And then the brake checking, and I'm thinking, Dad, like, yo, man, just brake checked in. That's dangerous. Like, if yeah. I did that. In my driver's license test, yeah. If I'm I'm driving, if I'm I'm doing a test of my driver's license, I'm I'm failing. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm failing. Sure. The narratives they're just not adding up, and it makes Formula One a scary place. So whenever I I say like I love what you and Tandy are doing, it's not just because you guys are speaking the realness. It's because you guys are breaking into a industry that i'm frightened of bro i am frightened of formula one so for you guys to be going in there and trying to change that narrative of how f1 fans are perceived is 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 so commendable it's absolutely commendable I told my dad about you guys all the time sometimes we sit down we watch your podcast together because it's just like doing it in football is one thing right and I started doing it in football what 2019 please people will tell me about myself people tell me about my skin tone I'll be like let me tell you about your hairline I I don't really care (laughs) yeah but the second I made that tweet that you mentioned yeah the fans were piling in all of the it's not about race it's not about this it's not about that I'm just thinking I can't be black in, in this place in peace. Like I can't talk about my experiences in this place in peace. Can you imagine if a Formula One or Sky F1 did a, a whole episode on being black in F1? Oh my God, the yeah. Ofcom would be through the roof. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's really hard to be in Formula One and what happened to Hamilton in Abu Dhabi it's more than just being cheated. It's more than just um, the yellow flag came at the right time or the pit stops or if Lewis had pitted before, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's none of that. There was a clear motive there to stop Lewis Hamilton from winning that race. And really and truly what I meant by the tweet was that symbolizes a lot of us in our lives trying to go through paths trying to break barriers. Lewis was about to break a record, like trying to break barriers, trying to be the best that you can be. And then a white man comes in and says, nah, 
that's not gonna happen mm. and they just change the narrative but yeah that's... look ania thank you i mean look i, I wish i had sound effects <laughs> that was fucking incredible and I just know there's literally nothing I can add to that other than thank you and thank it's, it's, you. It's, it's nice to be seen and you know again I always say that I I I don't receive half the the stuff that Tandy gets and I'm sure the stuff that you probably got off that post and it kind of just shows that you know whatever whatever does happen it's always disproportionately against black women as well and and like um it's just really important to know that because I see on the timeline as well I see how you know, some of our mutuals who are black women get treated whenever they try and just have an opinion of their own, which might differ from other people. And I just, I, I'm sick of it. I hate it. And I want to call it out every time I see it. Um, but it's, it's cool to, to have this podcast with you guys and, and to have that visibility. Because I think there's, you know, F1 signed a deal the other day with Twitter and they're going to make bare money out of F1. <laughs> I'm going to make so much money. Let me tell you now, yeah. Black F1 Twitter, we've, fucking got these man that bag yeah and that is mostly black women and it was their posts and it's their originality and it's their content which has carried the sport online and they deserve a cut of that and maybe i deserve 0.1 percent of that as well but look i don't need look but look what i'm saying is well done for you for saying that. I really appreciate that. And look, I think that's an amazing place to leave it. Ania, you've been an incredible guest. I'm going to put some applause over the top here, but I'm going to just give you a, <laughs> a, random, a random applause. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Ania, where can people find you online? Oh, um, Lewis fans, you can find me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can find me at FLWN underscore um, on all platforms. And you can find me on the Gold Diggers podcast where it was a bunch of women. So no misogynists, please. A bunch of women just talking about football, you know, living their lives as football ladies. And yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me underselling yourself it's an incredible platform you've done incredible work on there and i'm really yeah. proud of you guys so th- thank you so much for coming on tani any any last words uh... no <laughs> <laughs> i'm decommissioning you from doing the outro okay um, do you know what Nyasha, i actually sat there once yeah and i sat there on my bed and i said all that could come out of my head was that live live and it just like Look, I'm not. We're not. We're not putting that in. Help me if anyone can send me. So you know what, guys, in the comments, yeah, on Twitter, give us an outro. We need an outro because (laughs) we can't just be saying bye. Actually, best outro gets a free top from Osmotics. Okay, cool. We'll do it. We'll do it. I will personally send you that video with. I mean, with the, the top with with a kiss. On the thing. Okay. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> give me a good outro. Let's well, let's not put people off by sending them damaged goods. But yes, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. metaphorically, Tandy will yeah. kiss the top and send it to you. Give mm-hmm. us an outro. The best outro will get anything they want from the Fnatic store up to hundred pounds. There you go. Like something. Did you see how we put up to hundred pounds? Up to hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> We're not balling. Um, so, guys, thank you so much. Guys, see you soon. Goodbye. Uh, thanks. Bye. See you later. Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends.
The corrupt powers that rule this nation are hard at work. They are trying to keep wages low and the rent high. They are quick to line the pockets of big businesses, but tell us they can't find a dime for the people. I understand this. I've seen the rot from the inside as a state senator, and it's ugly and widespread. On Unboss, we are working to change that. Every day on Unboss, we are bringing you the stories that really matter. We talk about power, corruption, justice, or lack thereof, and we break this down every weekday giving you the tools to give the power back to where it belongs with the people. I'm Nina Turner and I am unbought and unbossed. Listen to Unbossed on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com <laughs>